Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Content 10X podcast. So I'm really, really excited about this episode because I have the amazing Mike Morrison, who is the co-founder of the Membership Guys. And we're going to talk all about how you can repurpose content into as well as out of your membership site. So Mike, welcome to the show. Amy, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to chat to you. Oh, I'm pleased to have you. And I was just thinking actually about, so we met at a mastermind with Chris Ducker and I feel like I've known you for years, but actually it was only about, it was in January and it's December. So I've only known you 11 months, which is crazy because we've met quite a lot since then, haven't we? Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, this year has been a little bit of a strange one anyway. I think just in general in the world. But when I think about the different events that I've been to and we've, we've, we've seen each other got to be like three or four times minimum at different events around the UK in the past 12 months. And it, it, it becomes surreal. There's quite a few people like that where I'll maybe only see them three or four months at a time, but that's spread over like two, three years and a dozen different events. And yeah, it's a, it's a strange way to have relationships and <laughs> friendships and stuff like that, but it's it's quite cool. It is strange. And yet you, like, you feel like you get to know each other so well yeah. every time as well, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we recently met at uh, Upreneur again at the um, Crystal Cus Conference again. And mm. um, you did a such a brilliant presentation on stage about how you can build um, the recurring revenue into your businesses through the membership models and I just thought it'd be so good to chat to you about um, I'm always thinking about repurposing (laughs) Um, and when um, people are looking to start a membership site I think a big like hurdle that people think they'll have is well I'll have to produce loads and loads and loads of content to justify people paying a uh, a monthly fee to me and mm. I know that I've spoken to you before about how yes you, you do obviously have to have content but sometimes you may already have some content that you could put into your membership and um I just wanted to kind of delve into that with you in terms of, I guess the first question is, you know, can people repurpose content when they start membership sites? Absolutely. Um, I think you're, you're totally right in in that being something people worry about and panic about. And we tend to overcompensate or feel that you'll need to overcompensate in terms of how much content you create for your members. Truth is, you don't really need to. Your expectations are usually going to be a lot higher in terms of how much you need to deliver than a, a paying members' expectations will be. So we definitely recommend when you're starting out, at least look at the content you already have and either find ways of using that content as is and maybe just remixing it a little bit or collate it um, to, to go inside your membership or use it as a jumping off point to creating just that little bit extra for your members. So, you know, don't underestimate, first of all, how valuable convenience is and saving people time. If you can put together related articles from your blog or related episodes from your podcast or what have you, if you can bundle relevant 
pieces of content together into one single place or maybe you put together 10 of your best articles on a topic into an ebook and give that to members the convenience that comes from allowing someone to not have to spend 30 minutes or so trawling through your blog that is valuable you know mm-hmm. um even if it's just a case of looking at um again your most popular topics your most popular blogs and maybe holding a live Q&A for your members where you discuss that piece of content. You know, again, you, you're kind of, you're using it a little more as a jumping off point. So, you know, what you what you typically wouldn't do is just take something that's been available for free and then lock it behind a paywall. But you can absolutely use it as a jumping off point for a live Q&A. Maybe you take a blog post that, you know, perhaps you have a blog post that's 10 best tips for doing something, and you use that as the basis for maybe creating a checklist or something like that, that someone can download and have on their desk and then check off as they go through that process. All that sort of stuff, just finding ways of extracting additional value out of content you already have. That's the sort of thing that members are going to appreciate and members are going to find useful. And do you, so say, for example, if you have a, um, a podcast and mm-hmm. You have a membership site as well, like like yourself. Do you ever do um, like repurposing of the pod, like like put the podcasts into your membership as well, or do kind of bonus episodes or anything like that that's members only? Um, personally, with our site, we don't because we have quite a lot of content, and so you you get to that that point. It's it's that situation where you're starting off and you're worried you don't have enough content. But then you will find yourself in a position where you're thinking, okay, maybe I've got too much content and now it's just about um, organizing it and balancing how much we actually put in there. So for us, we're very much in that place where we don't just throw everything into the membership because the more content there is, the more overwhelming it can be for a new member, the harder it can be to really get to what you need um, from that membership. But, you know, we work with clients and we've got members where they do that. What they'll typically do, um, as an example, one of our um, old clients, their podcast is interview-based with um, famous bass players. So it's a bass guitar membership. (laughs) And they put out the audio of that interview uh, as a podcast freely to anyone but the video recording is only for members now nobody's going to sign up to the membership just to see a video of an interview that they can just get the audio from from for free no one's going to sign up just for that but it's just that little extra mm. that little bit of added exclusivity that when when positioned as this is only for members helps to validate the benefits of actually being a member it shows that you're getting the absolute best stuff and you're getting this little bit little bit of something that non-members aren't getting and that works very well for them another thing you can do is if you are uh, interviewing people on podcasts if you have an interview that lasts say 40 minutes ask that guest to stay behind for an additional 10 minutes and do something that will only be for your members so it's a bit like Blu-ray extras, you know, when <laughs> yeah. you get people who, people who pay that little bit more for the version of the Blu-ray that has loads of extra featurettes and all that sort of stuff. If you can create that kind of material because you're, you're on a Skype call, 
you've got this, you know, this big name or this expert in your industry to come on and talk to you. It makes no difference to them. If you keep that 10 minutes where maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a quick fire round or maybe you have three specific questions you ask everyone during that 10 minute segment. Um, and then you save that for your members. That gives you a call to action you can put at the end of your podcast episode to say, okay, so if you really want to get into the 10 minute deep dive with Amy Woods, inside the membership right now, you will find that bonus section of this interview <laughs> in which we talk about this, 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 and this. And here's a 30 second preview or something like that. You know, all these sorts of things is just about squeezing a little bit more juice out of the things that you're already doing to create member content. Oh, I really like that. That's such a good idea. <laughs> oh, That's brilliant. Yeah, so I think um, when you already have um, a content kind of method in place, just squeezing that extra value out. And like you said as well, it's providing that um, extra bit of guidance and a roadmap and the step-by-step, -step, isn't it, as well, of collating content that's already there, but just providing yeah. it in a, a more logical way for people. Um, another uh, thing that I've seen people do is the whole um if you have live events and you video record the speakers and mm. you kind of repurpose those into your membership site um i've seen that done a few times is that something that you see um your members do as well uh, absolutely and you know obviously if you're running events um there's there's far fewer people just in general who will be running events there's a lot harder to put on a two-day conference for a few hundred people than it is to knock out a few podcast episodes <laughs> so this isn't something that um everyone's going to be able to do but if you are already hosting even if it's just a small workshop mm. um even if it's just something where you're the only speaker it doesn't have to be one of these big multi-day several hundred pounds or seven hundred dollars a ticket event even if it's just you for two hours doing a, a workshop record it put it in your membership this is premium content it's something you're already doing anyway and if it is a big event you know we've just been at Upreneur summit the recordings of those sessions will only be available inside chris's membership that is first of all it's a lot of content you know he didn't do a virtual ticket so if you weren't able to go to the event if you couldn't afford to or if timing or location or anything like that then your only option of reliving that event is in the membership. That's a big selling point. Mm. If you did go to the event and you're not a Upreneur member, you want to relive any of those sessions or review them, again, it's a big selling point. Social media marketing world, all the recordings from those go inside their membership. Podcast movement, um, one of my favorite conferences in the US, all those recordings go inside that membership. Mm. If you're doing this stuff anyway, Again, it's similar to to um, you know interviewing experts on your podcast. If you've got people in the room and you're getting them to deliver premium content, or if you're doing that yourself, have a video camera running. That can be hours worth of content, and it could be a huge, huge selling point for getting people into your membership. Yeah, I really like that idea. And especially like you said, it doesn't have to be um, a huge big event, even if you've just been invited to go and present to a smaller gathering on a specific topic, yeah. just make every possible opportunity to get more. And also, if you were to video record um, yourself giving that presentation, and then you have that video, that MP4 file, you could go another step as well. And you could 
extract the audio. And yeah. um, actually, Gary Vaynerchuk does that quite a lot. <laughs> I've seen him where he speaks on stage. And I think I was going to listen to one of his podcasts the other day, but it, the podcast was actually listening to him giving a keynote speech on stage. Yeah. Um, but it was still perfectly good thing to listen to. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, if you're running your own events, then obviously you're going to be speaking, if, if you do have speakers or guest contributors, you're going to be speaking to those guys and so make sure that they know that it's being recorded and that you have in your speaker agreement the rights to use it for your own purposes and this, that, and the other. But this now brings us to the other side of the equation. Mm. If you are a speaker... Make sure that if the sessions you're doing are being filmed, you also get rights to use that video in your membership. Because we talked about Upreneur Summit. The only other place, so first place you're going to see the recording of my session, as well as all the other speakers, Johnny Dumas, Pat Flynn, all those guys, you're going to see that inside the Upreneur membership. The only other place you will find the recording of my keynote that I did there is inside my membership mm. <laughs> yeah. because of course it is because I stood up there for 25 minutes and delivered a session and it was recorded. And so that's the first thing I checked with Chris. You're going to give me that recording and it's going inside my membership, right? Mm. Because that's premium content because we had, um, I think we had 40 or 50 members of our membership actually made it along to the summit, which we were very happy with. And that meant, you know, at least some people cheered during my talk. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a lot of cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, we've got 1,200 members. Mm, so that's yeah. a lot of people who weren't able to come. And that's great for me be, to be able to say to them, listen, you couldn't make it, but here, I've got this recording. You're one of only two communities in the world who are going to have access to this recording. So here you go. And I do that anytime I talk. So my I spoke at Chris's Tropical Think Tank event over in the Philippines. That's a $4,000 a head event. I think we had three members who were actually there, coincidentally. Mm. They can get the recording of, of that inside my membership. Social Media Marketing World, I did the same thing, made sure that I can get access. It's just the audio recording because they, they do a strange, they don't actually film anything other than their keynotes. But again, that's there inside our, our membership. If you're doing this stuff anyway, always look for the angles to get just that little bit more. And another thing I was going to ask you about is um, the opposite. And so actually using what you have in your membership as um, as content to non-members, just your public mm. content. Um, so one thing that we did as a kind of repurposing job with one of my clients was we um, took a video from inside their membership, a really, really good um kind of tutorial and uh, created an ad, a Facebook ad from it. And the ad was for um, joining the membership, but um, mm. it was a, it was a, you know, watch this. And then if you want to see the full tutorial, then, you know, it's a dollar for your first month on the membership. Um, yeah. Do you see people doing that? Is that what you would recommend? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You know, if you've got courses or if you've got lengthy content inside your membership let's say you've got a course with 20 lessons it's not going to diminish the value of that course if you take two or three of those lessons and you release them for free mm. we do that typically with um podcast episodes so we'll take the audio from two or three of the lessons in a new course that we've added and we put them out as individual 
podcast episodes. Now, obviously, it's important when you're doing that, that the lessons that you take and repurpose um, stand on their own two feet as standalone pieces of content. Sometimes that's not going to be possible. You know, we've got a whole bunch of um, technical uh, courses inside our membership. We've got like 40-odd courses, I think maybe 10 or 15 of them are tech walkthroughs. You can't really repurpose that into uh, a, like an audio podcast. But again, we can take individual lessons and put them on the YouTube channel mm. and say, you know, this is how, let's say, um, we're showing how to set up a, a particular membership plugin. And one of those lessons might be uh, how to set up your payment options. Now, on its own, that's not going to enable someone to do the entire process. But if someone's struggling with that particular piece and they come across your video on YouTube and you say, okay, this little piece of the puzzle is now solved thanks to this free bit of content, you want to get the whole picture done if you want to get the whole process covered it's inside the membership here's what else you're going to get um but yeah for podcast for for more kind of strategy based courses we take the audios we put them out as podcast episodes and you know we've got a lot of our members a lot of our past clients doing the same kind of thing because it really doesn't take anything away from you know a, a two three four hour long course if you've given away 15 20 minutes of that course no because i was going to say that i suppose some membership site owners could be a little bit reticent of doing that because Mm -hmm. they might think oh but then what if my members complain that they paid for that content and now i'm putting it out into the world but i guess what you're saying is you just take small enough to add value yeah definitely but not too much to yeah (laughs) and you know if if your members like we've never had anyone mention anything about that like they understand they get it they know what you're doing we actually advise this as a strategy you've got 20 lessons in a course take two or three and put them out there for free it's a free sample um udemy.com is one of the biggest marketplaces for online courses they do that you go to any course there you will see they are at least usually two to three lessons randomly chosen throughout the course that are available for free. It doesn't diminish the value whatsoever. No, no. Um, some of the things that you can do as well in terms of uh, leveraging the stuff in your membership for free content, it's a strategy that Creative Live use very well, is any new piece of content they make available is available for free for a very limited window of time. After that period of time, it then goes in to the membership and they just have this on on loop so you'll see if they do workshops or they do courses or anything like that typically if you show up at a specific time during a specific like few days you can watch that completely for free but if you miss it or if you want to revisit it it then goes into the membership and you've got to pay so their archive is the paid content mm. And they release their new stuff for free for a limited window. And that's a, a strategy that's worked very, very well for those guys. And do people put that content, is it onto their website? And then that page kind of turns into more of a sales page when it runs out of there? Yeah, mm, essentially. Okay. So, you know, they'll have it up there for free. They'll have the little countdown time or, you know, this is free until such and such a date. And then after that, it's locked down. And then the next course or the next workshop or the next expert, whatever, that's then available for free for the next few days. I think if you go, actually Creative Live 
they're a little more sophisticated than that now. I think they actually have like just an ongoing schedule. It's almost like a TV schedule where you can actually see all of the upcoming free stuff. And if you show up and turn up and watch it live, you're not paying a penny. Mm-hmm. But if you want the archive access, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, watching Downton Abbey. Yeah. You know, and forgetting, you know, obviously there's TV license and all that sort of stuff. So that's just because of where we live. But you, if you show up and you watch it live, it's not costing you anything. But if you want the DVD box set, you want the Blu-rays, so you can watch it your convenience later on, regardless of whether it's still shown on TV, and you can watch it over and over again, you've got to pay for that. Yeah, I've seen this a lot, actually, with the um, a lot of the virtual summits that yeah, people are holding. It's exactly that, isn't it? And I've, I've done that. I've seen it, and I've seen that there's these great people, and I can't make the live because we don't watch do anything live these days do we? Yeah. and then but i might have maybe caught one of them and then i just think oh, i'll just buy the the, the ticket to this summit because it looks good and i can only make one of those live <laughs> those live oh. sessions uh, so i really like that that's a brilliant idea so um say somebody's listening to this and they have they really want to get started with um having a membership site and they've got lots of blog content perhaps they've got a podcast what would you say would be a good first step to think about um using what they already have and putting it into a membership what would be a good like starting point um i think there's uh, there's a few things first thing um first and foremost is recognizing that you know your role as a membership owner your role as a business person in whatever you do is to solve problems so that's all your membership needs to do is solve problems it's not about having lots of stuff it's not about having content for the sake of content so you need to figure out what problem are you actually solving and that'll help you zero down on what to actually do with the content that you're creating so that's the first kind of mindset to get into that quite often people don't don't um embrace because you know they have a piece of advice that says blog once a week and so they just blog once a week with whatever subject comes to mind you need to really zero in on the problem that you're solving if you want to start putting together a a workable content strategy second thing is to think about um how your membership will be structured and segmented so are you helping to take people from where they are now step one or you know step a or, or wherever they are to an end result a destination so are you taking them from a to b to b to c c to d and so on or are you creating a, a membership that is more kind of competency based where it's beginner intermediate advanced where it's not necessarily a case of complete steps one to three and now you're advanced Think like figure out what that means because again, that's going to form the backbone of what content you need to have in place. So if you are, um, if you are working with kind of a, a progression-based membership, then you want to make sure that initially the content that you pick out to repurpose or you you decide to put into your membership that there's enough there to to cover just initially each of those stages that you're helping people through or, or to get them off to the right sort of start. Hopefully this is kind of making sense in terms of, uh, you know, just making sure that if you've got like a, a five stage journey, you're helping people through in your membership, realizing that some people are going to join already at stage three. So you want to make sure that for your initial content, your membership, you have something 
for everyone, even if it's just one thing. It's better to have one thing for five kind of segments of your audience than five things for just one and have the other guys twiddling their thumbs. So think about how you're structuring it. Think about what the end goal is. Think about you know how your, your membership base is going to be segmented. Then with that in mind, look at the 10 most popular and relevant pieces of content that you produced so far. So this is why you need to think about, is it a roadmap-based membership or what have you? Because that's going to help you figure out what's most relevant to give you a spread of content across all the stages you're helping people with. Take those 10 or 15 or however many pieces of content, depends on the size of, of your, your episode list and what have you. And then for each of them, just try and find ways to add just 10% or to spin something off. So if you if you've got like a list based post, so you know five steps to doing whatever, mm. ten things you absolutely need to do before you publish your next blog post, stuff like that. Create a content upgrade, create a checklist, create a a video where you go into a little bit more depth on one of them, on one you know one of the points that you've you've um you've covered in your blog post. Maybe see if you can, if, you know, one of your most popular pieces of content is an interview, see if you can get that person back to do another 5, 10, 15 minutes, or see if you can arrange to bring them in to do a Q&A about the stuff they've talked about in your in your interview. Or, again, create a checklist, create a, a short video of you giving your take on some of the biggest takeaways. So let's say you've got let's say this interview, you might do a five-minute Amy's take or Amy's top takeaways from this interview where you summarize the top three or four things that have come out with this for you and you give your spin and your practical advice and that becomes member content. So it's just looking for ways of squeezing just a little bit more, just an extra 10%, creating assets where most of the heavy lifting has already been done in terms of the initial blog post, the initial podcast interview, that stuff then goes into your membership. Another thing, again, coming back to what we said very early on about the value of just collating stuff in a convenient format. One of the most popular things in, in our membership is something we call the membership roadmap, which is literally step-by-step step from I'm, I'm thinking of creating a membership all the way through to I've had my membership for 10 years how do I grow it? How do I build a team? How do I do whatever? So we take people through literally step-by-step step every stage of that. A lot of those steps, we're just we're referencing past blog posts. So at this stage, okay, deciding what to charge for your membership. We've got a, a workshop on pricing strategies, but we've also got a really great podcast and a great article. So we link people off to those, and that's inside our membership. Now, not only is that repurposing and just organizing free content um, with a mix between that and paid content. But also what we've done is we've taken the steps, so just the steps and not the, the, the content that goes with them. We've taken that and turned it into a free PDF that we give away. So again, that's, it's repurposing something that was kind of created to organize and repurpose, if that makes sense. Um, where, you know, we, we put together like, a, I don't know, there's maybe 50, 60 steps in total. Now, 
just the list of those steps as a checklist is available as a freebie. And that obviously draws people into the membership where they get the content and the training to go with each of those steps as well. So it, it is, it's just looking for those angles and looking for to squeeze a little bit more. So embrace your role as a problem solver, realize that's what your membership needs to do. From there, figure out, okay, what does that mean in terms of structuring your content and what basis do you need to have covered? Then it's your 10 best pieces of content. What can you do to create a new asset or to squeeze a little bit more out of it to create premium member content? And I, I remember you saying before on one of your podcasts that when you are looking at um, going deep with the content that you have and trying to really solve that problem to look at the different ways you can deliver that. So I was just thinking about how, um, say, one of your top uh, blog posts from the top 10 that you just said, maybe you could decide that you'll do a live, like a, um, a member-only uh, Facebook live or, or you know community live video mm. on that topic and then um, maybe create a community as well and like answer questions within the community so you've got like the live aspect you've got the community aspect you've got the training aspect you've got the like the yeah. roadmap aspect it's 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 um it's like you said, isn't it? It's taking that that one problem and solving it in a, a deeper way than you do yeah. with your free content. Absolutely. And, you know, I think I think that's kind of the secret weapon for a membership site owner is live mm. interaction because people don't join a membership just to get lots of content. Often they think they do. It's usually content that gets them in the door because that's the headline stuff. That's the stuff that's easy to understand. But actually it's things like access. It's things like the convenience of being able to just ask a question and have it answered by someone who you know is an expert. So yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're toying with some ideas around this for our own membership at the minute, where let's say you've, you've written for us, for example, we've written and done podcast episodes about community. So about, you know, how to, how to manage and get engagement within your forum or your Facebook group. So we've got like three or four pieces of content that put together make something quite quite meaty mm. so you know we're not just going to find a, a new way of saying the same things but what we can certainly do is put together essentially the key takeaways that we've already um, picked out mm. you know we've already gone to a little bit more depth on in the articles of the blog part the blog posts and then just do a live uh, training a live q a around those like, okay, so, you know, you maybe put together a, a, a summary of the key points, some links off to those articles and say, on this date, we're going to be doing a live Q&A all about community management. Here's some recommended reading. Here's some of the things we're going to touch on. Turn up, ask your questions, keep it focused on just that topic. But again, you've done all the heavy lifting. All you're adding into the mix is just the open forum, the open ability for people to show up and, and 
quiz you about it. And do you, um, if, when you do that and you do your live Q&As, do you download the video file of that and then um, provide it as a non-live uh, version yep. membership? Yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. Anything mm. you do live, and this is why I say live is the secret weapon for, for membership site owners, um, is, you know, if you, if you know you want to do quite an extensive course on something, but you know that it's probably going to take you a long time and it's going to delay your plans for your membership, do it live mm -hmm. first time. At some point, you're going to need to sit down and record this thing and go through slides and record a process. So just invite an audience along while you do that. Do it live first time, record it. Once it's recorded, then you've got your static course and you can edit it and you put it up in your archive. Like We, we do a monthly live Q&A that goes into the archive. We, we break that down into what the questions were that were asked in it so that we can easily link people back if a question's been asked before. And that, you know, is is now two, two plus years of archived Q&A material. We used to do live guest webinars. We don't actually do that with our membership anymore simply because uh, it just provides an additional logistic pain in the backside mm. of <laughs> matching up diaries for, for live webinars. But again, when we did those, they would get recorded and they would get put into the archive. Again, it's similar to if you're what we talked about earlier, if you're speaking at events, record it, mm. put it in the archive. If you're just adding to and enhancing and just building your archive up, then that's continuously creating additional value for your for your members. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I knew this was going to be such a brilliant conversation with you because there's so many um, opportunities to to repurpose your content within like membership sites, isn't there? So yeah, um, it's endless. Right. Well, thank you so much, um, Mike, for being on the show and, and t t teaching us all about this. Um, the last question that I have is um, where can people go to um, find out more about you, what you do, the membership guys? Uh, yeah, head to themembershipguys.com. That's where we blog, it's where we podcast, and it's where we've got a whole bunch of free resources that'll help you wherever you are in your membership journey. Even if you're just still playing around with the idea, we've got a workshop for that <laughs> where we'll help you figure out whether you should even bother creating a membership site. Uh, we do our best stuff inside membersiteacademy.com. That's our own membership site about membership sites uh, where we've got a whole bunch of courses, training, live Q&As, all the stuff we talked about here and a very active, very supportive community. And as well, we do have a free Facebook group. We've got about six and a half thousand people in there right now membership site owners just like hopefully some of your your audience are or plan to be um if you type in talkmemberships.com pop that in your browser it'll redirect you to our facebook group or just search for membership mastermind on facebook and uh, you should find the group there it's also linked on the membershipguys.com if you can't find it but uh yeah and I'll put everything in the show notes for this um, there you go. podcast the as well, so you just get easy. all the links there. <laughs> That's brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being on the show. Very pre much appreciated. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Bye.